0: One thing where I think would be a good place to start, and it's something that I'm really interested to know, um, obviously I know that you've only recently gotten into real estate. When I say recent, in the past six years, what were you doing before that? Where did, what, what was your journey before real estate? Because I heard there was financial ruin, and yes. there's some hardships that happened. Yes. Can you talk
1: about that? Yes, sure. Look, I came to Australia when I was 16 years old. Mm.
2: What country originally?
1: I am from used to be ex-Yugoslavia, and I'm Croatian. Mm. And between ninety,
2: plenty of Rakhia.
1: plenty of Rakia. between <laughs> ninety, ninety one, and ninety five, there was a civil war. There, obviously, it used to be communist country, and then went to pieces and became six different nations, and half a million people died for nothing. So I grew up um, uh, very poor. Mm. Um, uh, you know, no electricity for four years, no, um, um, no food and no clean water for four years. But all my life since I was little, I was entrepreneurial. When I was four years old, I was very poor and a lot of my friends had bicycles and I couldn't afford one. So I thought I'm going to start a little business. I'm going to wash other kids' bicycles really? for let's say 50 cents so I can afford my own bicycle. And next thing is 50 cents at a time and I was in position to buy my own bicycle. And then when I was 11 years old, war started. Um, All the people, you know, they were losing jobs. Um, uh, um, You couldn't get a job. You know, there's no jobs because the country is in a war like Ukraine is today. And um, uh, so I had to figure out what can I do to actually earn some kind of money so my mom and my little brother, they can actually live because dad was a soldier, he was in a war fighting. And um, I thought to myself, okay, we had no electricity in a war. But where we were living, there was a factory that makes explosives. And um, they had um, a part of the factories that were producing wax. And um, so I figured out how to make a candle and how to get access to wax. And I started selling candles. And that would be between old buildings while the bombs are fucking flying everywhere. and I would be selling candles, you know, minus 20 degrees when nobody else would be selling them because you have to risk your life to sell them for a start. I would be selling them so, you know, I can get money and, and family can survive. And I started being creative then because, one, I built the strength with my, within myself to keep fucking going even when you, you can't, really, because it was too cold in, at the time. And when nobody else was selling candles, I was. And even when I had a little competition, I would tell... My clients, hey, if you buy from me today, next time you need it, I'll just come to you. Don't even bother coming here. So that way, when you're coming here, you're risking your own fucking life um, uh, because bombs are flying. Don't worry about you risking it. Let me risk it and bring you the candles. Wow. So that's why I was creating a fucking Uber
0: <laughs> 30
1: fucking years okay. ago or 26, seven years ago, whatever it was. With bombs flying past. Exactly. But that's where I created, you know, at a y- young age work ethic and, and um, And I guess some kind of little business skills. Um, And when I was 16 years old, came to Australia, hard size of Mount Everest. And, you know, you want to conquer the world, but you're 16 years old. What the fuck do you know, right? And um, I um, started going to English school for six months. And after that, I went to grade 10, 11, and 12 here. When I was going to school, I used to clean public toilets. I used to work on construction sites so I can just help mom and dad, you know, get on mm. their feet, I guess. Admirable. And when I finished grade 12, mom and dad, they were pushing me to go and study at university. Um, and it wasn't for me. But somehow, and plus I didn't have a good grades enough to get to university, or get into university, so I went to TAFE, that's supposed to be for two years, I was supposed to study business management. I was there for seven days, and I, I went to my teacher, and I said to him, this all makes no sense to me mm. he said why i said with all due respect you are working for a tafe for sixty thousand dollars a year and you're here teaching me how to run a business you don't employ anybody you don't have rent to pay you don't have super to pay for employees mm. you know what fucking importing is because you've never done it yourself you're telling me how to drink water without you ever trying it mm. fuck this i'm going on my own <laughs> yeah an 18 years old heart size of Mount Everest, (laughs) you wanna conquer the fucking world. But the reality is your knowledge at age 18, you're like a fucking baby, Mm -hmm. learning how to crawl before you walk. Mm -hmm. And I knew that um, uh, I don't have rich parents that can bankroll me in whatever stupid idea I would have at the fucking time. (laughs) One, (laughs) two, I didn't have education to, to get a good job that can give me good income. Three, I didn't wanna become a criminal Um, Mm. uh, That's not in my DNA, should I say. Before, I was looking for what is the, what is something I can learn so fast that can give me great money? Mm -hmm. And I thought construction, don't need to be smartest, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I was looking, what is the fastest trade I can learn in construction that gives me great money? Um, And I I went and learned plastering, to put gibrock walls and cornices. I learned that in seven days and I started working Seven days a week, like a fucking bulldog, from morning to night. When I was 18 years old, I bought a block of land for seventy-three thousand dollars. I employed a builder who built me a house for hundred and one thousand, and I sold it for two ninety-five. I made hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I thought, <laughs> richer than I thought. I'm richer than Bill Gates. That's massive for that. Age. Then from there, I bought another block of land and another one and another one and another one. And another one um uh, till I started doing extremely well and I age 24 I, I made quite a lot of dollars for myself just a couple of million dollars I thought it's a lot by age 24 from nothing and um age 24 I went back to Croatia and I saw my uncle and my uncle asked me son do you think you're a good businessman I'm thinking to myself, how can you fucking ask me that? I work seven days a week on tools, plus I'm developing properties. And now I age 24, I have a few million dollars. I'm doing extremely well. My answer to him was, I'm, like, I'm, I'm the best fucking businessman. He said, okay. He said, son, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. I said, okay, uncle. He calls me son. He said, one, did you ever swim with sharks? I said, what do you mean? He said. Try to jump into water and you have all these sharks when I bite your fucking ass. What he's trying to say in business, doing business, you are doing business with sharks. People want to take peace of you every day. Mm. I said, no, uncle. He said, next question, did you ever put your hand in a fireplace? So what do you mean? He said, try to have a fireplace, put your hand in it. What he's trying to say, did you ever get burned by people? I was like, no. Mm. I said, okay. Third question and final one, for us to establish how good businessman you are. He said, did you ever swim in a really fucking muddy water and wait for a big fat log to hit you behind your fucking head? <laughs> I was like, no, what do you mean? He said, did you ever lose everything? I uh, was like, fuck no, I'm not <laughs> a loser. He looked at me and he said, son, it's time for you to start learning. So, okay. He came back to Australia, started working again, started developing even more, a mind, lot more. Do
2: you mind if I ask, what's your uncle's background
1: to ask those questions? Is he got He's a again? very wise businessman, very wise man, hmm. very, very wise man, <clears throat> back in Europe. Yeah. I'm actually going to see him in the next five weeks or six weeks. Um, uh, and um, when I came back here, I started developing more. I would buy land build something on it and use other agents to sell it for me i would start buying a lot you know 20 blocks at a time and, and start building a lot of homes and then at my young age 25 26 a lot of people started asking me emil can you start building homes for us i knew it was a big risk if i'm building homes for oh. you too mm. because if i want to build a house for you too i have to do something then i send you an invoice and then you pay me let's say i, I put concrete slab into ground yeah and then I send you invoice and if you don't pay me, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fucked, I can't take that concrete and sell it to the guy next door. Yeah, no. And I started building for other people for a few years and 2008, global financial crisis, the, comp- the, the people I was working for, they had financial problems. And they dragged me with them and starting hard work from age 16 to age 30, age 30, I lost everything. I mean, I lost everything, age 30, was that during GFC? GFC, middle yeah. of it. I aged 30, and I'm 43 now, I aged 30, losing everything. And I, I didn't make everything overnight. I started working like a fucking dog, horse, Aged 16, and losing everything I aged 30, about 13, 14 years of time. It, it was hard because I had, you know, I lived in a penthouse when I was age 23. I had, you know, all the sports cars, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, penthouse, and everything in my 20s. In losing everything, I had few options. One, I used to actually blame everybody for what has happened to me. And somebody said to me once, "You will never move forward till you realize and look at yourself in the mirror and realize it's all your fault. If somebody screws you, it's your fault. you let them. Mm-hmm. you know. No. And um, uh, age 30 had options. one. Stay on the ground, which most people choose when they get hurt in every, in whatever way. Or to use the knowledge that I gained throughout my young business life as advantage for me to move forward. And that's when I didn't give up. And that's when, you know, started living by the model, never give up. And I started going back on, on the, you know, train again, twelve years ago, I guess. Um, uh, and when you lose everything, to get up again is fucking hard mm. because people judge you too based on your reputation yeah, today. Wow. People look at your car, oh, he's good <coughs> at what he does. If you got a Lambo, for example, mm. Ferrari, or both of them. Um, uh, and, you know, if you're doing well, you, you are somebody to people. Mm. If you go under tomorrow, mm. they will say, oh, look at that fucking loser. Mm. So when you're doing well, you build a certain profile for yourself, but when you lose, people laugh, they think of you you're nothing and banks won't lend you money and anything like that. So the getting up journey is fucking not easy. So you need to have a certain amount of fucking strength within yourself to say, fuck it, I'm getting back up again. And I'm moving forward and all this noise around me. I'm going to fucking block it off and just keep grinding. Mm. 12 years later, I buried my head in sand and I kept pushing and 12 years later, um, I did use my knowledge that I gained throughout my 20s. And um, four years later, I've been in a different position. We have 10 real estate offices. We have an extremely successful development company that develops tens of millions of dollars worth of properties a year now. And life is good. I can fucking retire today, 10 points.
0: <laughs> what a fucking roller coaster. Roller coaster <laughs> it is.
1: Uh, but i tell you one thing. I'm age 43 now, and I just took 10 of my best salespeople took them to New York and Vegas for two weeks. And looking back now, a lot of people ask me, what advice can you give somebody who's 20? Looking back now, how old are you guys? 23. 27. 27. You know, I can talk to you a little bit younger than you. him. <laughs> Let's say somebody's 20, and I would say to them, there's a the good and bad news. Mm. The good news is you only have one fucking life. So you got to fucking use it very wisely, right? The bad news is you're going to be chased with a big fucking dildo every day of your life. With no loot. <laughs> Literally. And you don't want to have that up your ass either, right? Yeah. And that is fucking life. Because mm. in life, when you're starting from nothing, mm. you're like a baby. Baby wants to crawl, then wants to walk. And when the baby's fucking walking, trust me, baby will hit its own fucking head on every fucking corner before it starts really running. Mm. And that is your life too. Mm. You know, if you want to succeed in anything, anything, you have to try things you haven't tried before. Half of the time, you won't know what the fuck you're doing, but you're trying, especially if you don't have parents to pass your business knowledge. Mm. So you're just climbing mountains on your fucking own. And when you're climbing them, you will hit wall. You will get disappointed by your friends. You will get disappointed by your family. You're going to get screwed by people in business. That's just part of the fucking journey that you chose to do. Otherwise, you can just become a doctor and operate on people and get a paycheck every day and you smile. Mm. But If you want to be a fucking entrepreneur, extremely good one, yeah. be ready for entire roller coaster is going to come your way mm. and fucking take your head first. Mm. Go hard. Because... And don't don't get yourself dis- you know be disappointed. Mm. You know if you fail, I've got a mate of mine. He's got an extremely successful business. He sold this company for sixty-five million dollars not long ago, and he's already working on another one that's worth probably twice as more now. But before he created his sixty-five million dollar company, he failed, failed seventeen times. Seventeen. Mm, should interview him actually. He's a champion. I interviewed him once. He fell 17 times. Wow. Mm. Imagine what strength he had to have within himself to get up and keep fucking going again. Yeah. And was it worth it? Well, when you go to his garage now, there's fucking <laughs> seven, eight million dollars worth of supercars. It's worth it today. <laughs> but a lot of people, they don't see the hell that he went through for him to mm. wake up in the morning and think, oh, I drive McLaren or whatever the fuck he's got in his garage, his Ferraris or his Lambos or whatever. So that, that's the journey, you know. It, it won't be fucking easy but it's so gonna be worth it. And it's, you gotta enjoy the journey. What I've learned from doing these podcasts um, over the past
0: six months, it's funny, all these all these people that are doing great numbers and great things in life, not just agents, but outside of real estate, they've all had really big hardships. Ah. And it seems like the bigger the hardship, the bigger the success <laughs> on the other end too.
1: Ah! To be honest, and I appreciate it more. I was talking to my mate of mine this morning, hmm. He bought a Ferrari and he said, please don't tell my dad. He's a trust fund baby
0: <laughs> It's
1: me, you know, Pie, whatever the fuck I like. And yeah. I just have a conversation with myself. Yeah. I made it. I earned it. Mm. And is it sweet? Oh my God. And every time I sit in any of my cars, it's so fucking sweet <laughs> because yeah. I have earned it. Yeah. I pissed fucking blood mm. for me to have it. And there's the truth, you know, um, and most successful people that are self-made definitely had their ups and downs, including Donald Trump, who was American president. His companies went bankrupt four or five times.
0: Yep, yep, 100%. Uh, you know,
1: so every person that started something from nothing, they went through hell to get to heaven. You know, it doesn't go heaven first, than hell. No, it's actually the other way around. What would you say was the hardest part of the hell journey for you? Look, interesting question. Looking back now from this beautiful chair that I'm sitting <laughs> on now, because life is, is different, everything is hard. You can't pick what's hardest. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're starting from zero dollars $0 a day, and you have to get to Gold Coast, by Uber that you can't afford, yeah, and then yeah. you have to get on the plane to get to Sydney that you can't afford. Mm. What's fucking hard? Everything. Mm. Entire, from, Sid, from Brisbane to Sydney. Now you guys have to go back from Brisbane to Gold Coast, from Gold Coast to Sydney, imagine you got no dollars. This mm. part is hard? Where do I start? <laughs> Where do I yeah. start? Hardest thing is for human to have a conversation with, it's, with himself or herself to say, okay, what has happened to me? It's my fault. And I'm putting that past behind me so I can go fucking forward. That is the hardest thing to do is making the decision to mm-hmm. say, fuck it. I worked so hard for 13, 14 years to lose everything on the 14th year. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. I'm gonna use the knowledge that I gain and keep moving forward. So hardest thing is that conversation within yourself. One thing I tell every person all the answers in your life are in the mirror. Every answer in your life, every answer in your question, if you can look at it truly. No. So look at yourself in a mirror and say to you, am I a good boyfriend? You can lie to yourself, yeah, I'm a fantastic <laughs> man. Just fucking look at yourself <laughs> and you can see how good you are or how big piece of shit you are. Or you can say, I'm rich, like a lot of guys are acting. They buy $100,000 BMW on a fucking lawn, and they say, I'm a rich, you know? But really, look at yourself in the mirror and say, are you fucking really rich? Can you flip a coin for half a million dollars, a million dollars, yeah. if you are that rich then? You can't. Mm. All the answers are there. Am I good at what I do? Look at yourself in the mirror, and when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you can see if you have a good results or bad results. Mirror will tell you if you're really a piece of fucking shit, <laughs> or if you're really good at what you do, or if you're a good human. Mirror mm. talks mm. back. Yeah. If you have balls big enough to look at that fucking mirror. Mm. Most people don't. Most people look at the mirror, they see every fucking else, everything else and everybody else in that mirror but themselves. That mirror is the hardest thing to do in anybody. In any, you know, if you're doing well or not well in real estate, just look mm. at your mirror. You might pretend and to tell all, you know, all the bullshit to yourself if you are good or not. Mirror fucking tells you everything. It's you true. just gotta be able to handle the truth yeah. that the mirror gives you. Took me seven years to actually look in the mirror. Seven years. And you know what? Those seven years before you realized who you are, you mm-hmm. probably looked at it and you were lying to yourself who you saw in the mirror. Definitely. Why now, do you think people do that though? People live in a lala land. Mm. Everybody, why do you, you know, on Instagram, everybody likes to show, you know, people walk past my car and I see them taking a selfie and they post it on Instagram. Next to fucking Bentley or Ferrari or whatever. And it's not even theirs. They like to make themselves feel good. Mm. And they will... The worst thing is when people start believing their own lies. I'm a good agent. How many properties did you sell? I saw a hundred of them. Okay, you go and rate my agent and you see they sold five. (laughs) So why lying, buddy? These days you can see everything. Yeah. You know? You're only lying to yourself anyways. You're lying to yourself. Mm. But... Problem is a lot of people start believing their own fucking lies. Mm. Nah, then you know they lost it. Yeah. So hardest thing, big answer to your question is realizing and looking at at yourself in the mirror. Once you can get over that part, everything else becomes part of the journey that you fucking enjoy. And I enjoyed every part of it. Every part of it. Every. I enjoyed starting my, you know, when I started NGU real estate six years ago, You know, my competition was thousands and thousands of officers around me, huge brands that have been around for 100 years with me. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. 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 I'm here to battle. War is in front of me and I'm taking it with both fucking hands.
0: Good luck, everybody.
1: Six years later, a lot of agents know my name.
0: So a question on this to the listeners that don't know. Emil started uh, an NGU Real Estate six years ago, and it stands for Never Give Up. Due to obviously the, the life path that Emil has has gone on. Now, you st- you actually started in real estate as an agent because, you, from what you said, you didn't like how real estate agents are and the scum of the earth, right? Now, what, now that you've been an agent for six years, why? What What are the key takeaway points that you think agents? should stop doing and should start doing?
1: Look, we have 10 real estate offices now, and we are on the track to sell in access of somewhere between $1.5 to $2 billion this year. And I see all sorts of agents. I got a real estate agent that works within this office. His name is Moses. First 10 months of ever, ever selling real estate, he made $1 million. I have another gentleman called Corey. He made a million dollars in the first 12 months of selling real estate. And I have many agents that are dead good, but there's so many agents that are not. Anybody that doesn't have that hunger within themselves to fucking succeed and be the best shouldn't be in real estate. No. Real estate is not a job. There you go, and you move this box from here to there. Okay, another one comes, you move it from there to there. You got to have that passion to really be fucking good, not average. Because real estate is one industry, but you don't have to be an educated person, and you can make millions of dollars as a real estate agent, or a lot more as a real estate operator, if you have multiple offices and so on but people simply don't have that hunger within themselves to bring best out of themselves. Mm. Till you discover that, till you really feel that you are, if you, if you really don't have that hunger, if you're really not that hungry, don't even, don't even think about getting into real estate. Mm. But then again, don't lie to yourself, I'm hungry, I really wanna make it. How fucking bad do you wanna make it? Mm. How bad? How bad?
0: When you started, how, what hours were you doing? We you outworking every other agent? Oh, look,
1: the, the, in, in any race, yeah. the guy that is willing to go that extra inch is the one that's going to succeed. So if everybody else starts work at 8, work at eight o'clock, well, fuck it. Imagine if you start at 6 o'clock, how much more you can do. Yeah. If yeah. everybody else has finished work at 6 p.m., imagine if you actually work till 9 p.m., how much more, um, more you can get, get out of your day. So you gotta work twice as harder. Huh? You gotta be three times more fucking switched on. I mean, you can work for 10 hours and still not get anything done.
0: Mm.
1: There's a saying that average person is not focused more than two hours a day. We all do shit, we all think we work 15 hours a day, but how much is your actually brain focused on something? Mm. Mm. So you have to build yourself as a fucking aggressive machine to give it all. So you got to work twice as hard than everybody else around you. You got to be five times more creative than anybody else around you. But most importantly, one thing that I keep telling people, you guys, 27 and 23, and everybody else that wants to get into real estate or whatever fucking industry they want to get into, Everybody has to understand we only have one life. Mm. Actually, really got to understand it. Because sometimes when we live, we think like we fucking Mm. dinosaurs, going to live for 6,000 years. Mm. Hey buddy, you could be fucking dead tomorrow. Mm. Car can hit you, plane can crash. Mm. Fuck, who knows what. Mm. You only have one life. And guess what? Bad news is, every Mm. day goes past, is the day that you are closer to your end destination, which is you fucking 10 feet under. Mm. Every day, we are closer to it. Mm. Every fucking day. Imagine somebody tells you, hey buddy, you're gonna die in 3,000 know, um, days, and every day goes past, is one day closer to that fucking 3,000 days when you're gonna be dead. So, do you have time to waste? Fuck no. It's like someone just puts up here. Ask any ass. 95 or 80 years old person, what do you think of life? Mm. they would say, fucking go so fast. Yep. I'm 43. I, what the fuck did my 20 years go? So that's something that tells people, do you really want to waste your life? If you're not do something, might as well be fucking good at it because time goes past anyway. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, you're just going to become a miserable fuck <laughs> doing something that you're not so passionate about. Change the industry. Mm. Doesn't mean, you know, if you're not good at real estate that you suck at everything else. That doesn't mean, mm. you know, you mm. could be shit at something, but genius at something else. Yeah. I can't code. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Fuck, I can sell you, I can sell, you know, anything to anybody. Yeah. As long as I feel like it. <laughs> um, uh, but that's, that's that's you know, life. So you know, anybody in real estate, you either got it or you fucking don't. You yeah. don't have that hunger, get out. Yeah. Then get out. It's not a job that you just mm. want to go there and get an office job. You can, but be an admin, not an agent.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, you were talking uh, just off camera as well with agents. They're not really into the real estate investing and the real estate developing, even though we're actually in real estate.
1: Look, what? I- every real estate agent should be very good real estate investor. Mm. And sad thing is, not many agents are. You can line up thousand agents and ask them how many properties do you own or how many properties you developed or how much money do you actually make out of property um, uh, investing yourself. And most of them don't make much. Mm. You know, what I make as a real estate operator is nothing what I actually make as a, as a, you know, a property developer as well. Mm. Because being in a real estate, a good real estate agent, you see and understand the market. Let's say you're selling in Double Bay or whatever places are in in Sydney. When you're selling in four or five suburbs, you really understand the market. After a couple of years, any agent can look at any property and he can tell, you know, he can say that's worth 2 million or 3 million or 4 million because he understands it. Yeah. He understands it. So real estate agents really understand the market. So why might as well, you know, and and if a good deal comes, they understand what's a good deal, what's a bad deal. Mm. And in being in real estate, a lot of agents um, uh, can see what other developers are doing. And a lot of developers are you know, coming to real estate agents and asking them, um, what do buyers want these days? And every real estate agents, they know what fucking each buyer wants because mm-hmm. they talk to thousands of them all the time. Mm. They know what buyers actually want in the market. Mm. You know, and, and with me, I take full advantage of that full advantage and agents are not very mm. sad and what they don't realize most agents most real estate agents they don't realize if they stop selling today there's no money tomorrow mm. they're dead mm. like sports athletes if you're a basketball player you don't play at when age 75 so you got, yeah. you know your, your all investment is you the second you stop playing basketball there's no more money coming unless you michael unless you michael jordan and getting so fucked up sponsorships
0: would you look to if, if you were starting off again uh, would you start off by buying an investment property to hold or would you start straight by doing a small development
1: if I'm or starting I, w- I would flip flip till I build cash flow because let's, yeah. let's face it there's so <laughs> many people out there that are promoting seminars and webinars telling people you can make millions without putting any money down you can when you know fucking how to do yeah, something, right? A, you, and mm. if you don't know how to yeah. do it, it doesn't work like that. Mm. Yeah. You know, you can build one property. Let's say something costs you $300,000 and you can sell it for four hundred. A lot of people said hold it and you can use equity to buy another one. But it's a good chance that you don't have a good income to support yeah. another loan. Mm. So you probably want to flip a few properties and build that cash mm. equity um, before you start actually holding some. And then selling some, yeah.
2: Because gotcha. I've got a town. i one of my properties in newcastles that I'm just got the mud match for three townhouses. Would you reckon at my age de- de- developing on
1: it and selling all three, or would you retain any of those three? Okay, let me ask you this, personal question. Yeah, no. How much did each townhouse cost you? Um, I'm
2: getting the feasibility done now. It'll probably be like nine hundred thousand for the three. So
1: each townhouse is costing you three hundred thousand dollars. Let's say.
2: 300 to yeah. 350,
1: I'd say. Yeah, yeah okay. probably three. Okay, 300. If it's 300, how much can you sell it tomorrow? Probably 750 each. So your cost is 300 for each, including land.
2: I've got the land, I already own the site unencumbered.
1: But you bought it. Yeah, well, five years ago. But how much do you think the land is worth today? Just raw land? Correct. Uh, 400, or 300? 400. So if the land is worth 400,000, and it's costing you $900,000 to build all of them. So your cost is $1.3 million, correct? Mm. And you're saying that each of them are worth $750. Question you gotta ask yourself, if you sell it, what can you do with money that you, get, you got out straight away? Mm. Two, if you don't sell it, would actually bank lend you more money to keep doing this again? If banks not gonna lend you any more money, then I would sell, the, sell it and keep developing again. But you also gotta ask yourself this question, I actually think the market is changing, real estate market. I've sold about $20 million worth of my own land in the last few weeks that I own. And why did I sell it? Because I think market is gonna be affected by 15 to 20%. There's gonna be a lot more good deals out there. So I'm selling everything, I'm getting cashed up for good opportunities that are gonna come my way. So my $20 million worth of real estate here, if I kept it for next 12 months, will probably worth, be worth maybe 17 million. But if I cash out now 20 million and try to buy mm. good deals in three to six months' time when I think the market will bottom out for maybe another 16, 17, and then wait for market to take up, I can resell it again. So it all depends. You know I, I play with my money. Mm. I look at the time that something's going to take me if I'm developing, <clears throat> versus return that I'm getting on my money versus opportunities I can get if I sell this and buy that. Every property is different, everybody's personal circumstances are different. I can borrow as much as I like, not as much as I like, I can borrow a lot of money because I have great company mm. that's got a great income and great revenue that banks are loving me if I need money. But if you don't have debt behind you, then you could ask yourself, okay, if I rent it out, I'm going to collect maybe $100,000 rent a year. But banks are still not gonna lend me much more if they're not gonna lend you much more sell it and do it all over again
2: ah that's a good way of putting it because
1: uh, yeah i can think of it mm. as my ability to refinance and go again look real estate is like a game of chess i'm actually i don't want to say i'm good at chess sons. <laughs> biased if i say it but let's say i like chess got a chess board actually over there um uh, and by in, in you know, playing chess, you're always thinking three, five moves ahead, not just one. Mm. So you know, everybody's circumstances are different. Some people are good at just holding all of them. As, you know, there's nothing wrong with that if banks are constantly you know, giving you money.
0: Here's a personal question for myself, but I think it'll be really helpful for anyone listening. I'm preparing my uh, pre-approval at the moment to get ready to buy. Um, and I am probably looking to flip or very, very small development. And my market has already shifted 10% down. There's probably a little bit more to go, I think, anywhere between 5% to 10%, I, I reckon. But I'm still going to jump at an opportunity if it presents itself. Do you think I should, or, and this goes for any other agent as well, do you think we should focus on the areas that we already know, or do you think we should focus on anywhere, like for example, would I, should I be looking all the way up the eastern coastline uh east and, east and, uh, the east co- uh, east coastline for opportunities where it makes more financial sense or should I focus on just the area that mm. I already
1: know Good question I invest all over place mm. I invest four or five kilometers from CBd I also invest thirty kilometers away from cBd mm. when you're a property investor you learn things really quickly yeah and all I look at in every suburb is what is the demand? Mm. How long the properties are sitting on the market? Mm. If there's a strong buyer activity. If I'm buying something for $300,000 and there's a strong buyer activity that I can sell it for $500,000, well, I'm getting in there. And these days, we're very blessed that we are living in the age where all the information is in front of us. Realestate.com, domain, RP data, price finder, Everything on the Google, all the information can be there. Mm. Take two days, take a good drive around the suburb, figure out where the shops are, where the train station is. You know, is it mostly rentals, not rentals? You can figure that out extremely quickly. Mm. I'm, I look for opportunities. I don't... Those days, location, location, location. That is the biggest horse's shit. Mm. <laughs> mm. You can go to c C-grade suburb and buy something for $500,000 that's worth a million. There's a deal that I did, I bought land last year, I paid $525,000, I chopped it into seven blocks, my cost was about $850,000 all up, including my little subdivisions, and I sold it for 1.7 million Wow. in the middle of nowhere. And I sold Mm. it before I even finished developing it. Mm. Is that a great location? Definitely not. Was a huge demand from investors to buy into that suburb? Definitely, yes. Mm -hmm. Did I buy extremely well? Yes. Did I do everything under nine months? Yes. Mm. So I look for opportunities. I mean, people make money Mm. out of the toilet paper, and you two use it to wipe your (laughs) ass. (laughs) That's the truth. Mm. Truth, you know. So I do have one thing that I look for. Don't just get wrapped up into this game I like to buy something and make 20% out of it. Mm. You you want to make 20, 30, 40% return on whatever return is that you're chasing, but you just got to make sure that also it doesn't take five years. What's the point making mm. 50% on something if it's going to take you 10 years time to do it? So the timing is crucial because longer something takes, more is going to cost you from the rates to interest rates, if you're borrowing money, mm. the opportunity costs, and so on. Um, uh, so, you know... How, how short do you like to keep it? Under 12 months. Under 12 months. If it's over 12 months, you won't look at it? Well, most times, no. Yeah. Do
0: because you land bank?
1: Yes. Yeah. What okay. about using options? I've made a lot of money in putting call options, too. So if you, you'll do everything as I long do everything. as it makes money? In the I've developed $150 million worth of real estate, and I've made 150 million mistakes, That i like to know what works and what doesn't. And... <laughs> All the options are working as long as you buy well. One thing that I, I'm a cautious investor. I always like to buy everything 20% below market value.
0: If it's not under, if it's not under market value. I work out. My,
1: yeah. 20%. If it's worth 3 million, you're going to buy it for 2.45. Yeah. In mm-hmm. a normal times, in a good times. In times like we are walking into today, next 12 months to 24 months, I call it uncharted waters. Mm. I like to buy stuff 20% below market. And then I also like to have another 20% up my sleeve for uncharted waters, because who knows what the fuck is gonna happen, right? If interest rates goes up five, six times, market will drop 20, 30% everywhere. So I like to buy 20% under market value, what I normally like to buy. And now I wanna buy another 20% under. So my deals have to be 40% under. Why? because I like to go to bed every night, sleep like a baby and not stress. <laughs> mm. If the market crashes by 20, 30%, I'm still ahead. Do I get deals that are dead good? I do. Every day, no. Mm. But I'd rather do not much than mm. be risking in uncharted waters because nobody really knows how much market will drop. Don't forget, market went up by 50% over the last two years. Mm. Who says it mm. can't drop by 50% the next two years? Mm. That's true. So, um, when, it, when you're going
2: into these uncharted waters now, what's, what are you looking... Like, oh, so what, my question is, how do you f- go about finding these properties where you can go and buy 20 or 40% under market value? And Look, how do you... What's your key on that?
1: I, I hunt for properties all the time, right? I, I deal with a lot of buyer's agents. Hmm. One, um, oh. I have people that, are, that I employ that are hunting for deals for me, full stop. But I've also built a reputation as a buyer that can make a move quickly. Everything I buy, if you call me today and you said, Emil, I got this deal, thousand square meter block of land in this suburb. I ask him how much do you want? He said $2 million. So I call you back in three minutes. Three minutes later, within the three, five minutes of whatever it takes me, I would call my town planner. I would tell him, I would ask him, is there any issues with this block of land? Because I have a good understanding of the market, I can mm. make decisions very quickly. And my offers are, okay, I give you cash two weeks settlement, two mm. weeks settlement. Because I can.
0: Mm. Wow. So I
1: build a reputation for myself that I can make quick moves. Mm. So I have a good enough business and and um, and pool of money that is sitting yeah. there for activities. Mm. You know, I, I just bought a I bought a one block of land for four and a half million dollars, and within six months I turned it into eight million. Jeez. Because I'm only. Not even $200,000 to develop it. I bought another block of land just not long ago, a month ago. I paid $2.5 million. We week later, I had a bank valuation of $3 million. I bought another one for $1.9 million. Within 24 hours, I flipped it for $2.5 million. Yeah, sure.
2: wow.
1: And so on. But I can move fast. So when people call me, I offer them cash deals. And that's going to be really good for me over the next 12 months because market is softening. Any agent that tells you market is the same now, like it was 20, you know, two it's years not, ago, a year ago, is living in a lala land. Market has changed. Market is going to keep changing. Mm. Buyers don't have a fear of missing out anymore. Mm. Yeah. And if interest rates goes up by five times, it's going to be bloodbath. Mm. Which I'm so excited as an investor to get in and buy at the bottom of the market. Mm. That's why I pretty much almost. Well, I didn't sell everything, but I sold a lot of my properties just to sit. No.
0: How, how much has the market moved up here? Yeah. Not too much yet. N- not too much. Sydney yet.
1: has, I think, I like it. I believe that has maybe moved by ten percent. Yeah. I think A-grade properties they won't go down too much anyway. Not even. Yeah, in Sydney. yeah no, no. no. A-grade yeah, properties yeah, will sure. sell. You know, if you get a view of Opera House and yeah. there's only ten other houses that have the same view, they'll hold the value. Mm-hmm. But BNC grade properties, you know, I think they, they, are, they haven't been affected much to date, but I truly think over the next six to 12 months, if market continues going to the direction where, where it is going, it might be affected, you know, 10 to 15%. Mm. Do you take the same
2: uh, mentality with business, all liquid cash you have? Do you play chess with your business and property is the one? Like, or because sometimes you get people that will uh, preach. Follow your passion and what makes money in that sense? Or do you play chess
1: with all of your businesses? Look, bigger your business gets, then you start thinking as an investor, Mm -hmm. not just as a... There's a difference between becoming a real estate agent. I love selling, right? Bigger Mm -hmm. your business grows, then my passion is business, not Mm -hmm. selling. My passion is to protect everything I have built over time Mm -hmm. and diversify it. So I see myself now as a a business individual or an entrepreneur that is not just selling real estate and that's my passion to sell real estate. You know, we have 10 real estate offices, we have a media company, we have a property development company, and a few other things that we are working on. Um, uh, And I like to make sure that my money is protected, like Mm. 10 fingers, Mm. you know? It's gotta be spread around the places in case you lose one finger, you still got nine. you know, it starts with a passion, but my passion is business now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Would your advice for our age group to be focusing on one thing
1: or doing property at the real estate side and the investing together? Well, you, you look. You want to master something really good, mm-hmm. but when you're making money, you got to do something with it. And I like to do something with it that I that my knowledge is already there. So mm-hmm. if you're making great money as a real estate agent, if you're making a million dollars or two or three million dollars, mm-hmm. so there's so many agents that are making that kind of money, they're already in a property. Mm-hmm. And it's not that hard to buy a ha- another house, a third or fourth or fifth house, or, or employ other builder to renovate it for you or whatever. You're already in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, okay, I'm in real estate, I'm selling real estate and I just opened a real estate office and I'm starting a cucumber farm mm-hmm. that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just branching out in industry that you're already freaking good at, Mm. simple as that.
0: How how do the younger guys get to learn about development and learn what to do? So, like, for example, with, like, my younger guys, they don't have access to developers. They don't sell development
1: sites. How would you start to learn about that? Look, (laughs) two key things one knowledge is power but they also need to let's say master real estate games so they actually got an income mm. so they can actually start developing you can have all the knowledge in the world if you got no access to money what the fuck you're gonna do with it right you know what mm. i mean so them becoming a good at real estate they are already making good enough money that they can start learning about developments and developers they're already learning while they're selling real estate without mm. just fucking realizing it mm. because they're starting to understand market it's mm-hmm. already becoming part of property development mm-hmm. because every developer that builds around here they call me and they said look Camille, i'm buying this land for three million dollars am i buying well mm. they're calling me as a real estate agent mm. or a real estate owner or whatever and real estate agents are already in it mm. they're already understanding the market that they're in and Yes, they can see what other developers are doing, but the best way to learn is do development on your own. Even if you made $10 million, start extremely small. Buy a shitty house for $300,000 in the middle of nowhere in Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane. Spend 10 grand maybe doing a light makeup and sell it hopefully for profit. But while you're doing it, that's when you really fucking learn. Because you bought $300,000, so right. you gotta organize somebody to do cabinetry, tiling, fainting so you can sell it for more tomorrow. That's how you learn. Gotcha. You know, but there's also a lot of good guys that you can ask for their advice and there are people that are happy to share it. I share it with everybody. Mm. I love sharing my knowledge. I mm. make sure that, you know, if there are people out there that wanna charge you, you know, thousands of dollars so they can teach you how to develop and they teach you all this stuff you can make millions without putting any money down, horse is shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can't be a surgeon today. Yeah. Get us started from. Yeah.
2: It's so true. I I, I agree.
0: Yeah. Emil, you've built, like, this crazy, crazy business now. What drives you? Like, you don't have to get up
1: and go to work anymore. Why do you? Sounds like one life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good answer. Look, (laughs) few things drive every individual. Mm. One, understanding I have one life. And I want to breathe and smell the air every single fucking day. Mm. Because every day passes, it's day I'm closer to be 10 feet under, right? That's one thing. And I really don't like to waste my life. I really Mm. like to enjoy every part of it. And Mm. I don't like to let myself have a bad day. Even if I'm dealing with shit, shit is already there, fucking deal (laughs) with it, right? Mm. Two, money... And position that I'm in is not everything, Mm. but it can change many other people's lives. Mm. Mm. Last year I had two uncles that passed away and a lot of family that I have back in Europe are not financially good. I was in financial position to pay for all the funerals and all the costs that went with it, which is still a bit of money for them. If my family members need something, I can step in Mm. for whatever reason. If I see people struggling I can help them so what drives me to be in position that I can help others if they need help or makes me happy that I feel I got enough knowledge that I can pass it on to other people so mm. they can benefit from that that drives me a lot as mm. well and the Ferrari and the. Bit. I do like my toys <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I have a lot of different toys um, uh, favorite toy my favorite toy my favorite toy, my favorite toy. I have a really good fishing boat. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the
0: new one that I've seen? Yes, yeah, well yeah. I ended
1: up buying a couple of fishing boats within two, three months time because they were actually good opportunities. <laughs> um, uh, but I bought a really, 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 really good fishing boat. It's big enough that you can physically you not know, take it out of water and tow it, it's gotta be in water. And the reason why that's my favorite toy at the moment, because I can't use it any time I want to. Because when it comes to big fishing boats that you wanna take deep into water, you can only take them out when the weather is good. But here in Brisbane and and Queensland, should I say, we had so much rain over the last couple of months and weather has been so bad that I actually couldn't take my fishing boat out with my mates and actually catch some fish. I'm going this Thursday, I think. but uh, I, I love, uh, I'm, I'm a blessed that um, I wake up in the morning and I get into a car that I feel like driving for the day. <laughs> and this morning I felt like driving Bentley, nice and comfortable, two-door, and I drove Bentley. Yesterday I felt like driving my Porsche GT3 all day, you know. But then I got other toys coming as well. Um, um, uh, look. When you come to certain position in your life, you really enjoy life. Mm. I mean I have a lot of cars and and, and crap, but I love being at home mm. um, uh, you know and resting and and just being grateful how far I have come and I'm, I'm very grateful that you know I came here as a refugee and I started climbing the mountains and had a lot of hurdles when I was climbing to the top. And and now I'm in a position that I'm so grateful to wake up every morning. I'm so grateful that God gave me the strength to keep moving forward. And God gave me the strength to keep moving forward when it was really fucking hard. And today I can look back and I can say it was all worth it. So even advice to a lot of younger people that are watching this... You know, the next 20, 30 years ahead of you is going to be fucking so hard, so hell if you're trying to conquer the world. But you will come and, um, and, and look at yourself one day in the mirror and fucking just smile. Yeah. That's the position I'm in. I'm, I'm just looking at myself in the mirror. When did what that happen?
0: When, when did that happen when that moment clicked and you're like, I'm really proud of myself?
1: Always. Always. Even when I lost everything. I was walking with my head high, and I was fucking proud of myself. Mm. Because the second you lose that, second you lose that confidence and self-belief mm. and, and be proud of yourself, you just lose everything. So it doesn't matter how times get hard, you got to mm. walk with your head high and keep moving forward. Somebody said to me once, "Mill, even if they cut your hands and your legs off, you're still gonna keep moving forward. Fucking oath I would. Never fucking, you know. um, Life is an interesting thing. And and I actually truly believe that people don't realize they only have one life. And people go to work and be sad and be miserable and, but why? Mm, You don't like your job, you don't like professional change, quit now. Mm. This is one country you're not gonna be fucking hungry. Mm. Quit today. Even including my cameraman, if you don't like what you're doing, <laughs> drop those fucking headphones and go. Do something else. Yeah. Don't do you know one life. But saying that, if you want to get to the top, don't forget. There's going to be a lot of shit eating on the way. So don't think, oh, I just want an easy way out. There's no such a thing as an hmm. easy way out. Well, you're, um, you're, We've
0: done just probably over 20 podcasts so far. You've got so much more energy than anyone that's come on and to be honest with more energy than most people I've met. Why? How? It, it, like how? <laughs> and, and it's not and no, don't Red not, Bull, <laughs> Red Bull, Red Bull. <laughs> and it's not disrespectful, but you've got you've Red got Bull. you've got more energy, ten times more energy than people half your age. How? Why?
1: Via uh, look, to be honest, it's um I'm, I'm uh, you know, we all gotta do what makes us happy. Mm. I chase happiness, mm. really, mm. because that's success to me. I actually don't chase money. I actually, everybody in this office know I don't chase money. I don't do anything for the money. Mm. I just chase to be happy, be the best version of myself. Mm. And to me, I do everything on my terms. Mm-hmm. I do everything I love doing. I do it with people that I love. Why would I, wouldn't I have a great energy? Mm. You know, and, I'm, and, and I like to believe being positive is very <coughs> crucial in my life. Mm. Every day, you two, in work mm. that you guys do, you have million problems, mm. correct? <laughs> Firefighters, really. Million problems. Yeah. You're dealing with decades every day as well. Mm. But those problems are gonna be there mm. if you have zero energy all the energy in the world, if you're a negative fuck or positive person, all that energy is still fucking. You still need it to go through the day. Mm. So you can be okay, I'm going to be miserable, fuck, I hate fucking world because these issues are here. I'm going to kill myself and everybody else around me. What, what's that going to get you? So' going to deal with those problems. You know what problems are there? Problems are there. Let's fucking deal with them head first and keep fucking smiling. What are the options they have? Day is gonna pass. Do you wanna go home and say fuck and thanks? Fuck this day is gone. I go home and I was like, oh my god, I don't like that my day is gone. Mm. Yeah. You know, because I'm day closer. And life is like uh, you know, you guys had a glass full of water when we started this interview. Yeah. You are already dead. Mm. New glass, you got a little bit left. Mm. And that's called life, buddy. Goes mm. down like fucking water. That fast. Mm. Any regrets in life? You know, of course. You know, a million things we can all regret. I, you know, I wish I didn't do this. I wish I didn't do that. If I start beating myself up and yeah, thinking about that. all the regrets, I'll be fucking hitting my head against concrete wall every single day for the rest of my life. Mm. You know, I'm human. Mistakes that I made. I learned from it, mm. and I also acknowledge the mistakes that I made, so I can be a better person tomorrow. You know. That's that's just a re- reality. You, know? you don't want to live in regretting anything. Ooh. You know, if it happens, I'm gonna be a better person by not fucking it up again mm. or, or whatever. I keep moving forward. Do you have bad days?
0: No, none, never. Wow.
1: Just Good question.
0: Good question. Good but you're question.
1: just straight positive, twenty four seven. I tell you what, I don't like. I yeah. like. I hate bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> You can't then, use the boat. <laughs> very, not just that makes me appreciate blue sky, it's just so nice. Um, um, th- th- days ahead of us, and 24 hours, 24 hours that's ahead of us, it it will be filled with all sorts of shit in it, mm. specifically if you're a business owner, right? If you just mm-hmm. work in a, you know, in a pharmacy or whatever, um, it's really nice and relaxing, you might not have so much activities. Being a business owner, of course, you got so many challenges throughout the day. Mm. I just see it, bring it on one at a time. I don't let myself have a bad day because if I do, then it's not going to help me be the best version of me every day. Something I always say to people, just came to my mind now. Fastest Mm. man in the world, Usain Bolt. Mm. He trains all year. For his 10 seconds, so he can race. Mm. Imagine training for 12 months, you can just race <laughs> for 10 seconds. But when he's racing those 10 seconds, you mm. think he can have a bad day, he can be distracted, no. he can think about other bullshit? No. Not a chance. My 10 seconds is every fucking day. Mm. Mm. Every day my race is on. In my race, it trains all year, so can race a few times a year mm. for 10 seconds. My 10 mm. seconds is every day. Mm. It's like a boxing match. If you walk into boxing match, and even a... Mm. Box some professional Tim zoo I think, from Sydney. Mm. And if you want to box against him, you think you've got time to be distracted, you think about bad day or... Zero chance. No. Strictly fucking focused and you go for it. I'm same Bolt of my game every day. Can't be distracted. Got to be on my A game. Not a way. Plus, I like being happy. Mm. <laughs> Why would I have a bad day? I lose my day of happiness. Mm. You've
0: come from a building and developing background, construction background. You've come into the ind- real estate industry and you've dominated every single one of your competitors in the past six years. What makes you different?
1: I want everything more than they don't. Mm. I want it more. Mm. I fucking want it more. Mm. I want it more. By me wanting more, I to ask myself, okay, you want more? How can you do better than everybody else? How can you be more creative than everybody else? And I'm just I'm not just a real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I have built ten real estate offices that are on the way selling two billion dollars worth of real estate this year. I have a developing company, development company that has developed $150 million worth of real estate. Mm. So I'm not just a real estate agent mm. competing okay. against agents. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know.
0: Good luck to your competitors.
1: No, <laughs> I respect my competitors. Mm. They are great guys out there. Mm. And I respect what they do. Mm. And I even respect if they beat me. Mm. Once. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, um, uh, it's, it's, I just live my life on my terms and mm. I do what makes me happy and what's good for me and the mm. company that I'm running and people in it. What mm. other people do, don't give a flying fuck. How mm. they do it, don't care. In your own They life. talk good shit or bad shit about us, don't care. Keep it to themselves. Yep. We get our own world, we try to be good at it.
0: And I'm guessing that negativity if you if someone's speaking about it affects you as well. No it You're doesn't. Also, no? No. You just block yeah. it out. No. Straight. If
1: somebody's negative in my office, I kick them out of my office. Mega. Go home. Mm. Leave this shit there. Yeah. If somebody's saying anything negative about me, buddy, how good am I that you have to think about me? Yeah. Living yeah. right Because there. I don't think about you. That yeah. means you must be fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't I don't think. I yeah. don't think. I do my own thing. It's when you start, when you become, there's a saying in my culture, a good horse, mm. everybody talks about it. If you're a shit horse that never means anything, mm. nobody knows who the fuck you are, <laughs> you know. So when you, um, um, uh, uh, when you start doing extremely well, a lot of people want to see you do well but not better than them, yep. and when you're doing well, that there will be you know, whatever you want to call them, haters, enemies, and, mm. and so on. Um, uh, good for them. If they have time of the day to think about you, let them think more because I don't. Mm. Mm. I don't have time to think about it. But I don't have time to think about others, and I don't, definitely don't want to think bad things about others. How you do things, what you do, is your business. How yeah. I do things, it's my business. Stop stops there. Right. Imagine if you let every person affect you what they say about you. You go la-la land. Yeah. Go crazy. Mm. You know, if there, somebody says, wants to say anything bad about me, when I drive past you, <laughs> hit my number, please. Because yeah. you'll know who's driving past mm. you. If you drive past me, I don't know who you are.
0: Yeah. I, I'm i going to have to re-listen to this podcast because there's probably like 20 golden nuggets there. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, send you the bill. <laughs> <deal. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, but what would your number one advice be for... For example, us, younger guys, in a, your number one pace.
1: Have that conversation with yourself in the front mirror. of the mirror. Mm. Truly. Mm. Look at that mirror, have conversation with yourself in front of that mirror. All of your future answers will be there. Mm. If you can really look at that mirror. Mm. And for any young individual if they wanna become doctors or real estate agents or whatever they wanna be, look at yourself in the mirror and see how badly you want it. And answers will start coming your way as long as you can be true to yourself. I mean, look, advice to anybody young, life ahead of you is not gonna be easy. It's gonna be full of obstacles. It's gonna be fucking hard. It's going to be really hard if you want to get to that top of Mount Everest. It's going to be hard. It's not for everybody, but boy, ask anybody that, who, climbed, who, who climbed Mount Everest, who got to the top, ask them the feeling they had once yeah. they got there. It's fucking incredible. And they will tell you it's worth it, no matter how many times they tried. Yeah. So just enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey from nothing to something. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the challenges. Enjoy dealing with shit. Just enjoy it all, and don't beat yourself up while you're doing it. Just keep moving forward, and never give up. There <laughs> there you Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, I appreciate guy. it. Nothing Beautiful. Legendary. Oh, awesome. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you, yeah. brother. I nice. do. My Laysha. God, that was oh, insane. Oh, really. I really can't wait to listen to that. That's gonna be <laughs> nuts. <laughs>